0: We've been in a very interesting season at this particular gathering at Gateway City Church Clovis, and I. Um, when Pastor Jan and I um, talk about, you know, how things are going, how are things going, and she's, how are you doing, and the way that I describe it is like a roller coaster, and I don't mean that at all in a negative way, like emotional roller coaster. I mean that in the, like, you volunteer to stand in line. You made the choice, and then you put you give them your ticket. You get in the car, and you are expecting a ride, right? And it's like every. It's been very interesting because it's been like we go. You know, they. I the last big roller coaster I went on was the Incredicoaster at Disneyland. So, what's so incredibly incredibly sorry. Um, I find really, (laughs) the Lord is, yeah, they put you in the car, and then they, not only do they get the car in position in this straight line, but it doesn't just go, wee, and then up. It shoots you (laughs) to the first up. And I'm like, that is, you know, the Lord knows I need stuff like that. I need to be shot every once in a while out of there. So it's nice to, when it can be eased. And then you're going up, and it goes click, click, click. And you're going up, click, click. And I feel like today is one of those click days. And we're going up, and we're just going to have fun coming around and talking about what the Lord has today. Let's pray. God, I just Thank you for how amazing you are. You know exactly what to present to us in the perfect season, on the perfect day. Whatever has happened in our past, whatever is currently happening in our lives, and whatever future you have laid out before us, God, you are equipping us. Day by day, every chance, you are ready with something new and exciting and life-changing. Thank you, God, for what you have laid out for us this morning. You are so good to us, Lord. All right, the next click in our series, Loving God. We have been um, going through all of our weeks, and we started with loving the word of God is how we can love God, getting to know him, praying, how we communicate together. Um, We've done our local church, which I am so happy to see us practicing that wonderful message um, last week, we learned how to serve from a place of rest. And I'll tell you, that got a really good conversation started. I'm like, practice what you preach. Oh, my gosh. So I, even on our way to the next thing yesterday after church, I'm like, okay, Eric, how do I get a, some time off and, stra- you know, you start strategizing and really planning because you want to do the best you can so you can serve from a really great place. And then we've got today. Mm. So one of the questions, the big overall question when you're faced with a loving God series is what does God love? So then we know how do we react to that kind of question. And when digging in, we see Deuteronomy 7.9 says God loves those who love him. That makes sense. Going back and forth here. Isaiah tells us that God loves the poor. He loves justice. Malachi describes how much God loves his house. And that's not just this place, although it is, but it's also us as temples of the Lord. He loves us. And many of us know God's word. For God so loved the world. Now, there is all of these love letters basically in the Bible that describe these different facets. And then you hit a specific verse that goes, oh, and you're like that. That's the key verse for this particular subject. And it is in 2 Corinthians 9, 7. It says, Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. I love it that God loves not just giving, not just, here you go, good luck with that. It's God loves those who want to give. And you know all the versions, all the translations, and that word cheerful can change a few times when you get to the different facets of the root word. It says people are happy to give. God loves those who gladly give. And oh boy, for a girl that loves to laugh, I love this one. And God loves a hilarious giver. In the Greek, hilario, that's the root word for this moment, is where we get hilarious. Now imagine when you find something hilarious. How do you laugh? Is it, <laughs> okay. my daughter does a really good sympathetic laugh. <laughs> Yeah, okay, mom. But then there's the one where you laugh so hard. I'm not gonna say jiggle, but I'm just gonna say it hurts after that laugh. It's like an exercise. That kind of laugh. It's a core thing, and so it boils down to God loves a giver, and that is our title for today. I want to be a hilarious giver. I know we go through different seasons of life and it's like it feels a little different when I gave that time. It wasn't so yay. It's like but I still did it. I was obedient. That's great. And he's going to honor that because he's just that good. He's just that good. But there's something like, I don't know, it's like Tingly when you are able to give joyfully. You're able to give with a smile on your face. You're able to give from a place remembering where you've come from, remembering what that penny meant to the widow giving it in the temple in the Bible. It's like it probably hurt a little bit because it was the last. It was all she had. But there is this satisfaction that I think the holy spirit lays on us and like it's going to fill you up mm-hmm. this my presence because of the way you just gave is going to fill you up in a way you didn't even know you needed all right i love I'm absolutely in love with giving. There's so many different ways to give too. I know as you notice, we didn't we usually take our offering before the sermon and we are waiting on that one. Cause sometimes you need Every once in a while, you need a little bit more amplification when it comes to giving. And it's good. It stirs something up inside you. It realigns things that might be getting in the way of reasons why we're not giving cheerfully. And we just need to cheerlead and encourage and get the word back in us and help that uncomfortable get back in the flow of the Holy Spirit. and What makes it so special? There's money, there's time, there's, um, there's supplies. I mean, I love it when people are out in front of Walmart selling things when they're in the way of the shopping cart, oh my gosh. But when they just say, we're taking note for school supplies, it was coming to the new year and it wasn't, we want money, donate, donate. It was, we need paper. We need binders. We need, I love that. I love supplies. I love being able to give money to places I know that are going to steward it well. I love giving my time to my church and to my people. Um, there's just so many ways, but again... The cheerful part, it can be a religious obligation, kind of like we said about serving last week. It's There's all these different things that can muddy the water and muddy the flow of our heart wanting to be happy when we do these things. And so we're going to just dive into why we sometimes struggle to give. We all struggle. I am not coming from a place of... <laughs> having that out of my life. I am human, things get crazy, you've got two kids, you've got schedules, and I'm the kind of person that you surprise me with something, I'm trying to be better, I promise you that, but it just brings out the like Green Hulk in me and I have to kind of rein that back in and I'm like, no, it's okay, no, God knew this was gonna happen and everything's fine, it'll be fine, fine, we're fine, no, but I really am fine. But anyway, one of the reasons we may be too serious. For some of us, everything is an intense calculation. You are calculating how much it is. And the I mean, this is all happening in the midst of somebody is offering you an opportunity to give, whatever that is. And... Is it worthwhile? Is the investment worthwhile? Do I, um, do, do I know what the strategy is? Do I know all the details of how they're gonna use this? And then by the time you get through that, the opportunity has completely passed. So, we may be too serious. I know there's wisdom, however, you get to analysis paralysis. And then, out of the what ifs, out of the way people have not done it right, all of a sudden, we're not giving. And in that, because God loves a giver, we kind of put something in the way of that, just a little bit. Another thing, we may be too scared. Now, there is a lot of uncertainty going on. Has anybody witnessed a little uncertainty or anxiety going on around us? I mean, especially, you know, you talk about circumstances that people find themselves in and then you talk about money and it's a whole other type of anxiety when it comes to that. And that can reflect our level am I living in fear am I afraid to give am I always second-guessing am I hesitating because I'm just not sure about what is going on and how this is going to affect my bank account and all these things and it's fear and that can be so paralyzing It can be all of a sudden you stop giving, not just the money, you stop giving your time. Like what I've given my time to relationships. I mean, we've got friends that I don't talk to anymore, but is that gonna keep me? It's not like I chose to not talk to them, but you know, seasons, they move or whatever, but all of a sudden, am I gonna stop trying to initialize relationships because that particular one ended? No. I am not going to be afraid like that. I am not going to be afraid to give my time and my money and my service. And even if I am afraid, if I feel that hesitation creeping in, it's kind of like I think of football and the banner that they come through. That banner is fear. You don't know what it's on the other side of that. You don't know if the, whatever the circumstances are going to happen on the other side of that giving. But boy, I know, I can, you can feel it when you're supposed to give. There's kind of this heartbeat thing or you can feel it in your hands. Like something's just resting on you that's saying, go ahead, you can do it. Go ahead, I've got you, I've got you, I've got you. And you just Bust through that banner, just bust through it. And it is incredible how freeing that is. It's like a shackle just broke off. And that fear has one less opportunity to grip you again. And loving God requires faith. On the other side, is that is believing that He has. He has you. Trust. Oh boy. We mentioned that last week too with serving, resting, trusting, trusting the giving. Another way we may be too scared. No, that's what I said. We may be too selfish. Oh boy. And I'm not saying you all might be too selfish. I said we. I am in there too. There are moments, oh my goodness, whatever circumstances you're coming from, you know, we come from so many growing up situations. You might have been in a poverty situation, you know, like you're in survival mode, emotionally, financially, you don't know what it is. And then all of a sudden you're being asked to give And all of a sudden, it's like, I can't breathe at the thought of that. And it is a very real place. I want you to know these reasons to serious, scared, or selfish, it is not, we are not belittling these things. These are real things that people are dealing with that are causing This gate to be in the way of what joy, cheerful, gladness, hilarious. If you're walking around and wondering why you feel like this all the time, this might be the answer. This could be the very answer is finding an opportunity to give. And sometimes you have to point out what might be off so then you can get on we have a thing that happens in our house since I've had children I am an only child okay so there is context so I didn't I love my friends and of course my parents I know we, it's like sharing is godly yes but the girls when I have dessert it's like now you know the rule Mommy doesn't share, they'd be in here right now saying it with me like a Bible verse. Isn't that awful? Mommy doesn't share dessert. Oh, gosh, that's so bad. <laughs> but it's like, you have everything else of mine but the dessert. I just want my ice cream. That's all. And so they're fine with it. They're totally fine. And I, but I read this, and I'm just like, hmm. Maybe they could have a little taste of my ice cream in the future. Okay, I'll be better about that. So that can be something. And it's like, I don't want to get too analytical over it, but it's just like, just give them a bite. Just give the 10 cents. Sign up for the opportunity. Come to the next event the church is having. Go out with the next person that invites you to coffee, like, what in the world is there to lose? And so much to gain. And the Lord is so good to honor that. He's so good to honor that. And my, I'm praying about getting that mommy verse out of their heads. <laughs> oh, when it comes to being selfish. Proverbs is so good about pointing out certain things and how not to do things. It says in Proverbs twenty-one, twenty-six in the new living, some people are always greedy for more, but the godly love to give. Thank you, Lord, for helping that become more and more part of our DNA. Thank you, Jesus. So you're in here and you're like, why did I come to church today? Gosh, this is really great. But one thing that is so, I, I can't stop saying how amazing, how good he is, because he knows what we're all dealing with. He knows, I don't, I'm not saying that you particularly need to hear this. Maybe you're around somebody and you haven't been able to quite articulate how to tell them, "Let's be let's when you give the tip to the waitress, the server, let's be a little generous. Let's let's um let's clean up after we spilled a whole bunch of stuff under this picnic table. Why don't we clean that up and not just depend on you know all these kind of things? And the Lord is just so good to Put tools in front of us that he knows that we need in order to thrive in this life. He doesn't want us just walking. I mean, I know, we can just survive. We could keep going and doing our thing and having our solo Jesus relationship. But when you are able to take it this way, and have this relationship on heaven, there, on earth, there is this moment that happens where you start influencing. Influencing. You have no idea who's watching and who's listening. There are so many people. You don't even, it's like you're on the sidewalk. You're just walking. And then all of a sudden, they feel something on you. They see the light in your eyes. There's hope. There's peace. There's joy. That is a foreign tongue in the world and they want to know more. How do I talk like that? So here we go. How can we become hilarious givers? I really wanted to have a joke ready for this. I was watching Bill Johnson. He always starts with the greatest jokes. I love it. I might have to get some of those. How can we become hilarious givers? Now we're going to go 2 Corinthians 9 seven through 10 in the Passion Translation. This is a longer text, but it gives really great context to all of this that we're talking about. Here we go. Let giving flow from your heart, not from a sense of religious duty. Let it spring up freely from the joy of giving, all because God loves hilarious generosity. Yes, God is more than ready to overwhelm you with every form of grace so that you will have more than enough of everything, every moment and in every day, every way. He will make you overflow with abundance in every good thing you do, just as the scriptures say about the one who trusts him. Because he has sown extravagantly and given to the poor, his kindness and generous deeds will never be forgotten. This generous God who supplies abundant seed for the farmer, which becomes bread for our meals, is even more extravagant toward you. First, he supplies every need plus more. Then he multiplies the seed as you sow it so that the harvest of your generosity will grow. There are so many things in this context, but we're going to break it down. How to be a hilarious giver. This is only the beginning. These points that we have, these are only the beginning. I just invite you to dig in. When you hear something that is, ooh, I really like that one, write it down, read the whole chapter, dig in. It's just, it's incredible what the Lord will be there. He'll be right there enjoying getting to know that you're getting to know all about him. It's just amazing. So the first thing, how to do this thing, Learn to give because it pleases God. God loves hilarious generosity. Pleases God. Not just he likes it. What does pleases look like? Like imagine his face. And I know he's like, you can't really see his face. But imagine pleases. I think of when you're just like, He's got this glow about him toward what you just did. I know I I do goofy things you can imagine and I'm like I just totally made the Lord crack up because <laughs> but the moment that I I know like doing the doing the door hangers yesterday or just taking a minute to give my daughter attention when I didn't have to like I had other things to do but I set my moment aside and said, yes, honey, I love that you love the red panda. Okay, that's where he's from. Something about that. It's like my father just glowed. Well done. My f- I'm making my father glow. And I don't even just do it for that. It's like it's a, it's a extra. And then there's something that happens that makes me want to do it more. When you please. It's like pleasing your person, if it's your best friend, your husband, there's something in that that just fills a certain part of your heart knowing, I pleased my Father. I pleased the one who created me. I pleased the one that knew I was going to have an opportunity at 10.50 a.m. at 1426 Clovis Avenue in the barnyard, I came to church today. He is pleased. He is pleased. Number two, give from your heart, not your head. He says in in that verse, let giving flow from your heart, let hilarious joy spring up i love that he, the certain words that he uses um i'm very visual so i think of a spring i think of something shooting up i don't think i'm lo- he uses like well a water spring of a water and i just think of it jumps up and it jumps like in a bed like a bed spring like a spring it jumps up it jumps up it hops up it hops up i want to be like that i want to be happy and jumping if i can't physically do it i want it to be happening in my heart i want to be giving from my heart and not my head who is always calculating and trying to figure things out and oh my gosh I'm late or oops I forgot to send this off or I'm, I'm, Or how much is that gonna leave in my bank account? Well how am I gonna make this happen and how am I gonna get my groceries and have my gas and now how am I gonna, that's my head. God help my heart jump and help my head get in line. I am not talking about turning off wisdom. I am not talking about that. I am talking about being good stewards. And in that, there is room for joy when you are doing that. It's incredible. Incredible. When we make room. You know what? I budgeted. I did my thing. And I've got a whopping $10 to give over my tithe. Lord, I'm going to give it. It just, it doesn't seem like much. There was an incredible teaching I listened to about grace, and we all get mercy. Mercy is like, okay, you did away with the sentence, and then grace is when the power, the overflow, the the. Extra comes in. The Holy Spirit goes boom. And it's what resurrects. It's what does that. And I feel like a lot of times grace, it just is right there to empower that spring. God, grace me. Grace me. my head gets really loud i'm not kidding the in the past you know satan is not a creative being he only uses what he knows will work and tries and tries and tries again and in my case he likes to blame me you should have i just can't stand that word that's an sh word for me should i just can't stand it and so i get Sometimes I get stuck in this cycle of I should have known, I should have known, I should have known. And that is where my head gets in the way when it comes to giving. It's like this paralysis. I get alone. It's all isolating. It's, oh, I should have. Oh, maybe I'm not qualified. Maybe I shouldn't have called them. It was a bad time for them. And now they're going to think, I should have. And the Lord is like, no. No no more open your heart it didn't work that time but don't stop don't stop they didn't have their normal sound don't stop don't stop matthew 6:19 through 20 Oh boy, our hearts. Don't store up treasures on earth. Moths and rust can destroy them. And thieves can break in and steal them. Instead, store up your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy them and thieves cannot break in and steal them. Your heart will always be where your treasure is. Your heart... And your wallet are eternally connected. Oh boy. If there is something getting in the way of you letting go when an opportunity comes, ask God to help. God, forgive me for not obeying you. Help my heart get in line. I want my treasures in heaven. I don't want things, I don't want to just live for things. I don't want things to have me. You give us things, Lord, but we don't want them to have us. Number three, break free from religious obligations. He says to give not from a place of sense of religious duty. It's amazing, I think, when we talk about money, and last week we talked about, or yeah, serving, and this religious thing. Um, we are instructed to give. There is, it's in the Bible. Give ten percent. It, it spells it all out for us, and then you get this thing. Well, out of well, isn't that a religious obligation then? Like. I'm supposed to do that, but it's this attitude, like, whatever. I'll just do it, whatever. I hear no belly laugh from that. I feel no core exercise from that. It's just like, right now, my daughter is nine, and she's discovered blah, blah, blah. I didn't realize how much I hate that until she started saying it. And I'm like, it's like you don't care, honey. It sounds like you're saying you don't care. Like, daddy loves me, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, uh. okay. Le- most likely she has no idea what that means. Most likely if I start doing out of religious duty, I'm not trying to be whatever about it, but it's that all of a sudden now... The buckets, the baskets, the online giving, it starts getting kind of whatever. And now, ugh. She's bringing that up and it just tastes like overcooked spinach when I hear about giving. Like, it's just not right. That's not the way it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be hilarious there was this I wish I could get some reels to be able to get played up here but there is this one great one where it's these two ladies and they're sitting on the ground and you don't know what they're laughing at but they are laughing so hard they are making no noise and they're just kind of (laughs) like falling over like just I want to give in a way that makes me fall over on the inside. You know, we don't have to be falling on the chairs, but if you do, that's great. But it's like, I want to be so happy to do this thing in the core, like it's part of who I am. It's what makes me, if you know anything about the core, it's what helps you even stand up. It's what helps you do life. You get something wrong with your back, and it is How do you do what you need to get done? I want that kind of giving. I want the kind of hilarious giving that gets me straightened up and gets me happy to go through this life and find opportunities. Okay, I may not, I'm not going to give you money, but I will get you a case of water. I'll be right back. You know, like you find ways to make it hilarious. And then, oh boy, you say, you know, Jesus loves you. Uh oh. And then it's a whole other thing. Oh my goodness. I think that would make him smile rather than just please. I think he'd smile about that one. All right. I love, I love, I love this point. We are, mo- it's not a point, but it's, yeah, about breaking religious obligations. We are most like our Father when we are giving. Gave us breath. Gave us creation to take dominion over. Gave us finances. Gave us families. Gave us friends. Gave us community. gives us hope, opportunity to be a child of God. I want to be like my father. I was watching a movie that my kids cannot get enough of, and they were asking this guy that they were just trying to get to know him. And they asked, who's your hero? and he said he, he's an orphan and he knew his parents just enough to leave an impression you know and he they go who's your hero and he goes my dad and you could tell he's been playing this whole like I'm so cool yet mysterious but he changed I want to be lo- my dad's my hero who's your favorite person my mom And just that moment, I want to be, I want to give like my father. Thank you, Lord. Number four, trust the promises of God to the givers. Paul said the scriptures speak about the one who trusts him. God is more than ready to overwhelm you with every form of grace so that you will have more than enough for everything. He will make you overflow with abundance in every good thing you do. And this comes back to trust. There are so many promises in the Bible about giving. It's the one thing he says we can trust him, that we can test him. Oh, how close is that, test and trust? Thank you, Jesus. It's the one thing he says we can test him on. I think, how could you not invest in that? It's just so incredibly, after all the things, if you really give credit where credit is due, how many things has he done for us when we didn't even know it? Then the things we know, there's unquestioning. He knew. We know that he did this for me. He got me out of this situation. All of a sudden, I figured out how to get the grades up. And there's like all of the things come flooding back. All of a sudden, I knew that I wasn't supposed to put my money there. All of a sudden, Immediately, God, that sounds like verses. Immediately, I think he's worthy of investing in. I think it's a worthwhile opportunity. I am talking to me too. God, you are worthwhile. We are trusting that we will have enough and we will overflow just as Elena promised. Now you don't, Some people here, you don't know me to trust me. And that's where we get where the Lord promised. He promised that we would have enough, not just enough, enough to overflow you can't give unless you first trust. But God is trustworthy. Giving releases abundance. Luke 6 38. Give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full pressed down, shaken together to make room for more, running over and poured into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. It has been years since I've been to the Fresno Fair, but there was one thing that we always would do. We'd do the face painting. That always felt so nice. But then there were these sand things that you got to pour different colors in. And so you did your, your colors up to the top, and all of a sudden the person would come over and go, press down, and then you've got where you thought you were full, now you've got more room. Right. Get some more colors. You've got room. You get to get more. You fill it up. You've got room for some more. And then he comes in here. Press down, shaken together to make room for more. Now we're running over. Now I've got this thing right here. And now if you pour any more, it's going to just overflow. I have more than enough. I thought I was good. Twice press down and I have room. Now, if you think of yourself, I am full. I'm good for me. God's got me taken care of. But it's not just about me. It's about the people around me. It's about the Facebook friends that I share certain things. It's about the people here that I get to share things. It's about my family. I want the overflow to spill over. Acts twenty thirty five. You should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It is more blessed to give than to receive. I feel like when you've been in survival mode for so long, you got to receive some things. You got to receive some healing. You got to get some things right And then there's a point where, how do I keep this to myself anymore? It's too good. It's too good. It's too good. Somebody has been donating and delivering groceries to my house every week. How in the world do I keep this to myself? How do I do this for somebody? All those times. It is more blessed to give than to receive. We are most happy when we are most generous. Can anybody, I'm not asking you to raise your hands, but just remember a time where you were able to give. and having that hilarious type of giving. You were giving out of the expectation. You were giving out of the, um, I get to be Jesus to somebody here. Like, how often do you get to do that? And I remember moments like that. I remember, even if it's, answering the phone call at a really inopportune time, but I knew I need to connect with this person. I knew this is really inconvenient on my finances. It's not putting me in the red or anything like that. It's inconvenient. But I did it anyway. And what that does, knowing I set myself aside, I set the Shoes that I wanted to get aside. I said, whatever it is, I set that aside and I said, no. I want to do this. And the joy, you may not tell anybody about it, what that did to you, but the joy that happens. The message today God loves a giver. In a minute, we're going to have our call to generosity. May God free us from being too serious, too scared, too selfish to be great at loving God. Let us trust from our hearts and let him bless our lives. Thank you for listening to our Gateway Sermon Podcast at our Gateway City Church, Clovis Campus. We'll be releasing a new episode every week, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out. Gateway City Church is one church that meets in multiple cities. To find us or to learn more, visit mygatewaycity.church. Thank you for listening and we'll see you right here next week.